Well, I I'm ready to go live. I'll just do the counting and then. I mean, not like it matters. Not like anyone's gonna come <laughs> when we press live. <laughs> well, that you're talking while you counted it down. Oh well, okay. whatever. Fine. All right. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to the esports entrepreneurship podcast. I'm here with Leon and Yuzir, and this is a podcast where we talk about all the different things we are working on, the businesses we're trying to run our own personal projects and uh, basically what's going on in our lives non-personally, I guess. Um, I'll go ahead and start us off today in terms of what I've been working on. Gosh, has it been, it was two weeks ago, right? Is there that I was last on with you or was it last week? I know I missed one. It was two weeks ago. Oh, okay. I think, it was yeah. two weeks, cause I think I was here last week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a fair amount has happened. Um, I can't reveal what the company is. We will abridge them. I'll call them LBC. Hey, but I can tell you a lot more. I just can't tell you who it is. Um, but I'll call, I'll call them LBC, uh, company. I had a couple slight connections with, and I did my best over the past three ish months to leverage those connections and, um, was originally uh, a company that was looking to expand into the software as a service market and um, was looking to hire some devs for contract work to get started and then eventually move into full-time. Um, I mentioned I like pseudo-interviewed. I got on a call with the co-founder of the company. Um, this company is a real estate company, um, but the founders are looking to move into other spaces and, um, you know, kind of gave my spiel about software engineering. And I mentioned at the end that I really like social media. I'm really interested in social media. And he wanted to have a second call about that. Um, and so I hopped on a second call with him and uh, a week or two later, and we talked about it. We've been on probably three or four calls since then about it. And the long and short of it is, is that um, I'll be starting with them as a content and social media strategist um, because they already have a team for posting and uh, like editors, video editors and stuff. And I'll be roughly in charge of the kind of social media strategy um, of their socials um, part-time uh, 10 to 20 hours a week. Um, they, they didn't have like a set hours, but that is roughly what I think I can realistically get done. Um, it's pretty decent money with likelihood in the next six months to a year that I would move uh, full time for them on that. And um, I told him like about my kind of financial goals and what I'm looking for there. And that would have to beat whatever I'm currently earning as a software engineer. And he's on board with that. So to me, this is really, really big. Um, obviously, I really like obviously my side projects and those are really important, but for me being able to replace what I do full-time in terms of something I'm already comparatively better at than what I currently do and I enjoy more and has a lot of upward mobility and equity involved, um, that's very, very exciting for me. So yeah, um, in that, I, I, in the first call that he wanted to make about social media, I think he just thought I would have like 10 minutes worth of thoughts and that, that call ended up being an hour and a half because I'd prepared like hours, spent hours preparing a notion about just everything about their current social situation. And I think he wasn't prepared for that and he was surprised by it. So I think I, I, I brought apart 
uh, brought across a good first impression that way um, in terms of being prepared. So all that to say that is that's like the big thing that's happened that I didn't really know. It kind of went from being like a point one percent chance to one percent chance to a 10 percent chance to actually happening. It's not like, you know, I've super succeeded right over the next three to six months because I'll be starting next week. I'll be starting at the beginning of January. And, you know, maybe things don't go as well as planned or maybe maybe they do. But it's not like I've sealed the deal in terms of switching my career over to that. But ever since I realized that writing code wasn't like my passion um, after I got in the job market, uh, I was looking towards something like this. But these sort of positions aren't really they're not really accessible. There's plenty of like social media positions in terms of oh, post on our TikTok and stuff. But being a strategist is like really what I would like to do um, if I'm working for someone else. Uh, this is one of the higher tier jobs of what I would like to do. So I'm going to work hard at it. Um, that being said, uh, the video, I got my video done. Uh, <laughs> I got my video done. However, Premiere won't export it. I've spent about four hours in the last three or four days trying to get Premiere to export. I think my Premiere is broken. I just need to reinstall but it has been quite annoying and i hope if i reinstall that it will not break the video but it is better done than the last ones i guess i i shouldn't just start describe this whole thing that will spoil it but got a better description use there uh Ooh. prepared with uh sources i've got some somewhat better editing um there's you know still a long ways to go but finally happy to well i was about to say get that one out get it done at least and hopefully out as soon as I export it, I have the thumbnail and everything ready. Literally, as soon as I can get it to work, then it'll be out. Um, the last thing is in light of me working for this company 10 to 20 hours a week, I think I'm going to make the videos bi-weekly instead of weekly. Um, I would like to make them weekly, but there's just no way with the time of working out 40, 40 to 50 hours on my full-time 10 to 20 hours part-time for this other company that I would be able to do anything more of any level of quality. So that is where I'm at. That's what's happened for me. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts? I think that sounds really exciting. Um, are you going to be doing this for like all of social media or for like specific like games or like, how is that going to work? Or can you even talk about that kind of stuff? So, so what I'll be doing is, so it's a real estate company where the co-founders, they have their, they currently have a podcast and they have, well, kind of have socials for the two co-founders, right? Um, and it's a, it's a real estate company in terms of uh, investors. So what they're trying to get is private investors, right? Um, that's who they want to attract generally. Um, and in order to do that, I was able to, uh, convince uh, the one co-founder I talked to a lot that it makes a lot more sense. Well, first off, they they could just do a ton of things better in terms of their podcasts. Like they're just, they're very consistent. They put out daily podcasts, not missing more than a couple days for three years straight, which is, that's a wow. lot of consistency. It's yeah. very good. But what's unfortunate is that they do not, that like the, these podcasts, which are people who manage a lot of money and know a ton about real estate, right? They're getting like 30 to 50 views an episode on YouTube. Um, they're getting a whole lot more downloads on um, like Spotify and Apple, but 
they should be getting a whole lot more in their YouTube and they're doing a ton of stuff in terms of AVD and CTR wrong. Um, so that's one edge. Another thing is they really want to, um, they would really want to build their own social media like profiles as um, building them out from almost nothing to actually having a good presence, right? If you're looking to invest your money with a company, right? You really want to know and trust the co-founders, right? If you're investing, if you're putting a lot of money in one direction, you want to trust the people. Well, how do you build trust, right? You build trust by being very personal, being open, being honest, right? And being consistent with that. And you can really do that well, or you can do that terribly on social media. And for both of them, it's their social medias are for the most part non-existent. And I was trying, I was trying to think successfully sold them on, hey, like, Here's an example of another real estate guy who's done really well by having building a social media. And then we'll expand from that in terms of building communities and we'll just expand. There's just, you guys know, I've talked about it a lot in terms of social media. There's just almost infinite ways you can really expand and engage with an audience and build a community. And that's not something that they've really done. They've been consistent on one media thing, but they, it's actually gone. It's views have decreased slowly over time. And that's just because they, they don't know how to use growth platforms like TikTok and YouTube at all. So they just use the, you know, the in-person, you know, person-to-person spreading of it, basically. And I, that's almost it, right? And hoping that some of their subscribers, right? They have, a, you know, a few thousand YouTube subscribers and they're getting 30 views a video. That's a just awful subscription to view, right? Um, especially for the uh, content that they're putting out, so... Yeah, that's that's long and short of it. So I'll be putting, I'll be kind of managing the strategy of how we're going to expand with that, and you know what we're going to do and how we're going to change. But I shouldn't be. Well, I think for some of it, I'll be doing a little bit of production, but for the most part, I won't be actually doing the editing. I'll be more directing the editing of, oh, hey, um, you know, maybe put a hook at the beginning of the podcast instead of having a thirty-second long professional intro before we get to anything maybe put like 10 seconds of the most interesting part of the podcast so they want to listen to the rest of it that's how a lot of other successful podcasts do it as one example of i'm sure thousands of ways to optimize that but hope does that answer your question leon yes cool i think that's i think that's so so cool so massive congrats uh on securing that opportunity um, when you when you first mentioned uh, it's a real estate and they're moving into SaaS and even the acronym, I thought I actually and you said there's two co-founders. I know uh, another cohort of people doing the exact same thing, or at least real estate owners uh, moving into SaaS, two co-founders. So I was like, are you talking about the same people? But then eventually I realized not. But nevertheless, that is so, so cool. I think, um, yeah, I think that's going to be if you can secure that, if you can provide really great value. I think that would be an awesome opportunity uh, to really, you know, obviously move your career and transition as a social media specialist. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the goal. And what's really cool too um, is that I think that in the long term, they're trying. They're they're the sort of people who are just really entrepreneurs at heart, right? I think they have like one social media company. They're trying to make multiple SaaSes. They're also trying to make a um, a social media slash management company and if I'm in this position, right, they're in the beginning stages of creating it mostly just for themselves. But in the next few years, which, you know, who knows what the future holds, you know, maybe I'm not successful there at all, or maybe I'm very successful, maybe they bring in someone else, but I could end up being very high leadership in that company. 
that will work uh, for others, you know, for their various connections. And then I would be basically running their, the, the, and have partial ownership of the agency that they would be running. Um, again, who knows, right, if I'll be working for them still in three years or five years when that happens, but it's got longevity, which I find really enticing. The whole idea I just find enticing because frankly, it's, it's stuff I just think about passively, right? It's something I'm already passionate about. And to be able to work in something that you're passionate about is just kind of a pipe dream of mine. Because I was just like, it's not as easy. I have friends who are passionate about writing code. It's like, well, lucky you. <laughs> you could just step into that, you know, role because the, the whole world needs that. But if your passion, like if your passion is philosophy, it's a whole lot harder to, you know, do that for a living, right? If your passion is, oh, I don't just want to post socials. I want to think about the grand strategy. Like that to me, it's awesome. And I, I almost like, it's the sort of thing where I feel like weird talking about it because I feel like I'm going to jinx it or something. <laughs> But I mean, I know that's not like true or real or anything, but it's just, it's weird to think about that. I actually have this opportunity and I'm going to take the most of it. I'm going to do the best I can for these guys. I think you played your cards right too. getting into that call, really well prepared, providing value. Um, a lot of what you said, it, it makes me feel so good. A lot of it is similar to what I've kind of put in the book. Even the investor thing you mentioned, I actually spoke to an investor. He said, that um, there was actually a situation because he's like a very big investor. There's a situation before where he actually ended up not investing in a founder. Like he was ready to move forward. Uh, but when he was doing a background check, they had like no social presence. So he backed out. Um, so just to your point, like you're 100% right. And I think that's so awesome. So I think you kind of earned it in this situation. You found the opportunity, you pushed forward, you really prepared yourself. And it's like, yeah, massive kudos to you. So keep us updated. I'm very curious to hear yeah. how this goes. I'll let you know. I don't know. Like, it's not like I've signed some NDA. That's a big top secret thing. Um, so I could probably reveal the name, I would guess, maybe a couple months out from starting. So it shouldn't be like some giant secret for that long. Guys, I'm the head of Apple marketing. Um, but um, but yeah, so I'll, I'll definitely keep you guys updated as to as to how it goes. I'm very excited i <laughs> i really hope like i my mind there would be times i just like can't stop thinking about like okay what whatever my first step's going to be because it, it's just it's weird because i'll be stepping into a position where i am somewhat in charge of a team of 10 people and that is kind of strange like i like leading but it's just i've never been in a position where it's like yep now nah, you you tell all of them what to do and it's like oh my gosh <laughs> what the heck <laughs> I've actually been in a similar situation, um, but I did terribly. I used to be a, I was on contract marketing manager for a found up, our startup. I was actually referred by a colleague and I was in a similar route where we had, because we had a few editors and um, graphic designers and I was supposed to lead them and also build out our strategy for a client that we had. And it was so, so bad. <laughs> like... Yeah, I mean, I didn't know what I was doing and I was trying to figure out how we can use free platforms to really blow up our advertising. So uh, long story short, uh, I mean, I think you'll probably do a lot better, obviously, but it's uh, it's it's exciting. Now you're making me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> it's, in, in my case, it was weird because we were our com the company was actually a marketing agency and our our clients were actually people that we were marketing for, but they were doing a fundraiser launch, right? So they were trying to get um, a GoFundMe and stuff like that set up. 
And that was my, that's why I was on contract to really help blow out this initial launch. And my plan, like I built out a full documentation, I presented it, um, kind of explaining the process and it was all good. But at the end of the day, like we didn't really execute at all. Our videos kind of were eh. like, I didn't really like the editors um, and the, the things that they're using. Like they're using a very basic, like, um, do you know those videos where it's like you have those like stick or not stick men people, but it's like those fake people interacting and you have that like, oh. And there was like no voiceover, and I I really insisted on a voiceover because it sounded ter- like it just looked terrible. It's just words on a screen, um, but yeah. Long story short, it wasn't uh, wasn't the best, of ex- but it was a good experience, and it was my first or my second actual job sort of thing. So that was cool. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see we'll see how I hold up against the user standard. I could probably <laughs> even show you the documentation. I'd have to find it, but. I mean, it's it's shitty, so <laughs> not like you're gonna take any notes. I just I just copy and paste it, right? I have my plan, you guys. <laughs> but um, that's it for me. So if, unless anybody has anything else, they can go next. All right, who's next? Yuzera Leon. I I'm, um, I got a long stuff, so I can go indefinitely in terms of what I'm talking about. So Leon, it's probably best if you go. Okay. <laughs> Um, so let's see, I, I've pretty much recovered from my, my COVID booster as terrible experience that was, um, my, my sleep schedule is still awful, but I've started getting myself up, uh, for my normal stuff. So I'm still streaming again. Um, I've done pretty good. I've got, I produced a video every day for a week, I think, Nice. but yeah, these, these aren't like, uh, like Isaac's like big in-depth lot of research videos. Like a lot of these are like. I'm like reading an article or going over some data while I'm streaming. And then I literally just cut out pieces of that and turn it into a video. They're honestly too long for YouTube, but the content's already made. So all I have to do is like a little bit of editing. Um, so yeah, I've been producing like little things. I've got four or so more days worth like already scheduled. Um, and then the Tuesday podcast has been going really well. Um, what I'm kind of looking at wanting to do now is get instead of like, cause the, the podcast I mentioned on Tuesday is a big, like six person thing to discuss kind of whatever. And I'm wanting to do something a little bit more like gaming focused. So, um, I think I need to go ahead and start that. I've been trying to figure out, um, if I wanted to incorporate that into like my live streaming strategy as well, but I don't think that works out just because it's going to be so hard to get like a person every week at the same time. Especially when a lot of my schedule right now is like noonish, when mostly people aren't very available. So, um, but yeah, I'd like to get probably three to five, preferably about five episodes like already made. Um, and then I can start scheduling and uh, posting those. And that kind of gives me about a month buffer to actually like figure out how to find people consistently and start recording and premiering those as well. So what's what are you going to make them about? You think? What do you think the episodes will be? What the what will the topics be? Or or is that a spoiler? Uh, so yeah, there's nothing at this point that's really a spoiler. Um, what I'm kind of wanting to do, because like a lot of my like streaming right now is me like looking up reports and just trying to like learn more about the industry, either reading like news uh, news zoo esports. What is it? Esports insider. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, esports industry. Yeah, is I'm reading like a bunch of those articles and like talking to people. 
Um, but I'd really like to be able to find people that have like very niche, either like knowledge or experience. Um, so if I could find somebody who's spent, you know, a few years in like the fighting game community that can talk about how like that's kind of grown and where they see that going. Um, for, I've four years into Apex. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know if it's four Apex. years. But... <laughs> no, Apex hasn't been a, a, around for four years, but <laughs> no, I, uh, on that topic, I, there's a couple people, not many, but a couple people on Twitter that I know, um, and not, not like super closely, but I could, you know, I've interacted with a couple times. I could maybe point you to or uh, get you in direct contact with. Um, one of them was an LCS or is an LCS observer. And I think he's an intern at Evil Geniuses. Ooh. I've only. That's, pretty, again, that's two I've, really cool things to talk about. Yeah. I, again, I've not talked with him a lot, but it, the sort that's like, I don't particularly think his, tw- I think it's like the same size as my Twitter. I don't think he's like famous or anything. So it's not like, oh, I don't have time for you. And maybe he doesn't. Again, I have no clue. But um, there's that guy. And then there's one other one that I more recently interacted with that has a ton of um, he's tweeting about it. I'm forgetting his aunt. I, I can send them both to you. But he was tweeting out a bunch of social media statistics of, I think, specifically LCS teams and orgs. But maybe it's just NA, North American esports orgs and how much social interaction they get across Twitter and YouTube and stuff. Apparently he's kept, he's made and kept Excel spreadsheets on them for years, which is like something I was interested in doing at one point, but I was like, wow, this is a lot of like work. I'm going to have to (laughs) scrape a ton of data or manually like go over like, okay, how many views and likes did this video get next, 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 or same with Twitter. Right. But apparently he's got a bunch of reliable data on that. So that could be something interesting to talk about. So I might even have a couple others. Again, these aren't people who are like close friends who I'm like, oh yeah, totally 100%, but people I could, you know, throw you in the direction of or throw them in your direction, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. On that same wavelength, now that you mention it, I have a uh, connection with someone who does shout casting and is a uh, intern, um, probably going to get a full time at e, uh, Team Liquid. And then I also have obviously my connections at Lazarus. I have someone who's working with uh, League of Legends, their collegiate side, and more so as a volunteer rather than a p- employee. But I still have that connection's a bit loose. But nevertheless, yeah, I do. I also have a few that I might be able to uh, bridge the gap, and that might be some cool conversations as well. Uh, one more, actually, I just realized. I don't know if he still follows me, but he followed me for a while. He's a member of Exit. Um, he is an ALGS an apex legends pro player for them i've not really like i've like talked with him once or something on twitter but heck he follows oh. me maybe actually now that i think about it even just on the server we have we have an esports psychologist we have an esports writer we have an esports coach um yeah there's there's a number of people that i've connected with on the server that would be great for conversations we've got you we've got you like Two months, three months worth of lineups right there. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was uh I was talking to Zara a few days ago and we were talking about how important it is for like these new ventures just to get like small wins. Like just yeah. to be able to like get yourself going and get the momentum for it. Um I think that's one of the main things I'm worried about is being able to like get started, be consistent. And then keep it going. Like, I, I'm worried I will, like, ha- either have trouble finding people initially 
Or I'll, like, exhaust my group really fast and not be able to find more people, which would just end up. Um, but I, I, I think a lot of people would probably be really happy just to be on, like, a podcast, even if it's not, like, really, like, huge or well-known, just to kind of have the experience and to brag about it. So that yeah. might be kind of what I have to look for. And it's just kind of fun to talk about what you're interested in and you know about, right? That's, I think most mm -hmm. people just enjoy. I know I certainly enjoy that a little bit too much, but that's, it's a fun thing. Yeah. Even considering your demographic, when I went on the Esport Business Network podcast, he actually picked me off of uh, Reddit because I was obviously at the time replying to people, giving them business information. And he was just looking for anyone that was kind of sharing what they kind of liked. So you'll be very easily, if you go to r slash esports, you'll be very easily be able to find people and just DM them as well. Like, like there's a lot of opportunities um, to find people. Just like Fierce is saying, like for especially something they're super passionate about, like gaming, I don't think you'll have too much trouble. Setting. Like when uh, the Esport Business Network guy, when I scheduled with him, he scheduled me four months after we talked. Like he had every week set up for the next four months. Like it wasn't hard for him. And I'm pretty sure majority of them came from Reddit and other places that he was just reaching out on. Yeah. I mean, that sounds, yeah, that, that would be, that almost actually sounds like a bad thing if you're like scheduling people four months in advance. But I mean. Yeah, well, all you have to do is reach out to less people <laughs> and you won't have yeah, you, yeah, I guess at that point you reach out to less people or you could start doing it like bi-weekly, as weird as that would be, but, or semi-weekly, whatever. Yeah, and you just, you know, if you start running low on current buffer, then you just reach out to somewhat slightly more people and then there you go. But I, I still love the idea of the podcast. I, I think it'll be great. I'll listen to it. I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I'll add it. Yeah. Something I've noticed is that after listening to your streams, I really don't have that gamer. Not like I'm. I'm obviously a very big gamer, and I've done a lot of stuff in the gaming community. Um, for more more niche games, though, less esport games. A really big esport game, obviously, was League of Legends. But after that realization, or after going on your streams, I'm realizing I don't know that much as well. So I would love to listen to that kind of content myself. Yeah. And uh, all of those articles I'm doing is going on uh, YouTube. And I've got a, a, like a few streams. I'm actually picking out like two or three because I'll like start with an article and then I like branch out. So there's one I was doing was talking about uh, like revenue in mobile games. And then I ended up branching off because I had somebody, um, According to them, they they live they like lived in Canada most of their life, but they're still like Chinese, so they still play a bunch of mobile games. So I ended up spending like half an hour going through and looking at like what games are really popular in China, figuring out about the whole like Huawei being banned and stuff, which I had pretty much neglected while it was all going on. Mm. Um, and that was like all really good information to have too. Oh, speaking of China, or I guess it's not related. Um, this might actually be. Okay, I'm not I'm not saying this because it's related. I don't want this to come off wrong, but people or I know someone on the server from Japan that used to do the Wild Rift um their tournaments and then they got shut down by Riot. So that could be an oh, interesting yeah. conversation as well. I'm sure they'd be happy to jump on. So yeah, there's so many people I think you can get on. I think honestly, I think this would be so cool, if nothing else, just to listen to the conversations and learn. I think that'd be so cool. Yeah, I, I'd really like the opportunity because like I I enjoy reading the articles. I'm gonna keep doing that. But it's not the same thing as being able to like sit down with someone and have a conversation and be able to like actively ask questions. Um, and I think for most people, even if I just set a goal for like half an hour, 
I feel like half an hour of filling out on someone's like interest and expertise actually shouldn't be that bad. Because oh, yeah. I know that, yeah, the, the Wide World of Esports podcast I went on, I had like five Word documents, like worth of data and stuff. I was ready to pull up these statistics. And then I got to like essentially none of them. I just ended up talking about like other stuff. And I, I probably could have gone for another like two hours. It's, but I had, I had a good time with it. Guests like that are people you bring back for a second time. You know, if, if they're really interesting, and engaging, they're like, you know, time, the time's kind of run out. Maybe you went a little over and they're just like, thank this was you know awesome. And they're like, yeah, I'd love to share more than a month later, a few months later, you bring them back on. Oh, yeah. And that's I made sure to tell them afterwards, I'd be happy to like come on another time or if they have. I ended up just filling because the other person they were supposed to have on couldn't make it. But yeah, I'd like to start doing that just for like my own information. And I think that's a pretty like decent way to start like establishing myself as an expert. We'd have to figure out like how to start branching and reaching from there. But I think it's a really solid start. Like I feel pretty confident. Yeah. Yeah. And, y- and you'll be viewed as like. Maybe not as much of an expert, but someone who has a real nice bird's eye view, right? When a lot of places, especially places that aren't familiar, right, whether it's a, a TV network or it's a um, the New York Times or something, right? Eventually, though, when those people want to hear about East, okay, what what is esports? We need to write an article on esports. This thing's still growing, right? They reach out, probably mostly, I would guess, to people who aren't like, oh, this guy is the fourth ranked apex legends player like no because that guy knows apex and he doesn't know anything else right but if it's oh hey this guy's been running a podcast that's been growing from you know a couple views to a couple dozen to a couple hundred to now a couple thousand views an episode over the past two years and he knows a ton of people in it we'll bring him on because he has a nice broad view of all right where's the viewership at where's the money at what's growing what's falling off right so that's the sort of position you can be in right uh, sort of, if either of you are familiar, uh, Jake Lucky, right? Jake Lucky is a, a someone. He, um, I recommend both of you follow him on Twitter if you don't. Jake Lucky, uh, he was working for esports, um, the esports talk uh, YouTube channel, um, and he just left recently. But basically, they would do just a daily kind of almost drama alert if you're familiar with it, but not drama, just like, oh, hey, here's what's going oh, on in gaming. Oh, he left? Yeah, he just, he just left. Uh, everyone just left eSports Talk. Like what? Why? Three what? people. I don't know. I love that. that I, I don't I, I don't know why, but none of them, I don't think either, I think it was him and then two other guys who are the main hosts. So I don't know if everyone, I don't know who else, but all the main hosts left. Um, I presume because they didn't own it, and I'm betting... According to what I heard, they weren't getting paid much. Um, and sense. Jake, Jake's Twitter is more famous than eSports Talk now. So it kind of makes more sense if they set up their own thing, which I'm guessing they're doing or he's doing. I don't know. Or he might be bring, being brought onto an org. Point being, he would just tweet out like eSports how or eSports Talk and them were growing. <laughs> he was the main like host. Yeah, whoops. Um, and they, they were growing and he would just tweet out as soon as he found out the most recent news right um of what just happened right and he just kind of became the go-to place instead of having to follow a thousand people in esports he was the one and then he became the center of that information and he regular you can look at any of his tweets he'll regularly be subtweeted by 
um, you know, Dr. Disrespect or, um, you know, Hex or Nade Shot. Like he's followed by everyone, right? So different sort of thing, but same idea, which is he's put himself in the situation where everyone knows him, right? So he's totally someone that, you know, bigger media would probably go to and say, hey, you know, you know about this, right? And so I'm sure there are orgs looking. Well, he's said in, on his Twitter, he's got multiple org offices. Anyways, all this about Jake Luckett. I'm just saying that's an example of someone who's done something somewhat similar and put himself in a position where everyone knows him because he knows everyone. There you go. That's yeah, I always thought it, that would be really cool. It's so crazy. I don't know if any of you, I don't know his real name. I feel weird saying it. His like gamertag is Slasher, which is not a great name for this stuff. But like um, anytime um, Fox News has, I think it's Fox. They need someone to come on and talk about like something related to like Twitch or something. They just bring him on. And he's just like established himself as an expert big enough that like major news agencies reach out to him now. I, I The name Rod Bresnow or something comes to mind. I know Slasher is a name. He has a real name, I promise. I used to follow him on Twitter. I don't think um, I do anymore. I think but. that's him. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, I actually got to know him from the um, Trainwreck Scuff podcast. Yeah, no, he's been on there a couple of times. Yeah, Rod Breslau. But yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's that that is the direction you'll probably be heading. And frankly, I think there's totally space there. There's totally room for more people uh in that space. I don't think it's particularly crowded. So there you go. I like what you're doing. I like it a lot. Yeah, we'll see if by next week I can actually get like the 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 hard like how to face stuff figured out. Which I don't think should be hard. I think I should be able to just record like a Discord or a Skype conversation and upload that. I don't know if I need to do anything more formal, but that's that's research for my own time. I won't bother yeah. the podcast with it. Just get it going out first, and then figure the yeah stuff get out. Get that later. momentum. Okay. Well, I yeah, I believe that's about it for me. Go to Uzair's indefinite list. Before you, <laughs> before you, before you start the podcast, though, get a uh, get a buffer, get a uh, number of podcasts lined up, and have them recorded, ready to be shipped out. Give yourself that leg room, um, so like you don't have to stress about it week after week. That's the one thing I'd say. Yeah, I think oh, you yeah. mentioned that already, Leon. I'm pretty sure you said that you were going to do that. Um, yeah, that that's when I said I would like to have three or five before I, before I start publishing. That's that's what I kind oh, of meant. Oh, I thought you meant and that, okay. Yeah, yeah, that ge- that gives me a buffer before I'm even like pushing them out, and then hopefully I can get into the habit of doing one a week. Um, and then the buffer is there if I like get horribly sick or something again, because stuff awesome. will eventually happen. But yeah, cool. I'll have to still a bit to figure out, but I think I'm good on that. I'm feeling more confident now. Awesome. Well, um, yeah, I guess I'll I'll go on my end. So <laughs> I feel like I say this every week, <laughs> but the Uh-oh. book is still in progress. Well, I'm I'm this time I'm seriously at the end game. Like I'm seriously hoping to get it um, processed or planning. I, I will get it processed into KDP before the end of December. So that should be good. Um, the book, I'm very dumb. I don't know how I, or okay, let's, I'll reframe that. I made a dumb mistake. I'm not sure how I overlooked this, but it was a very big oversight. Leon already knows this. 
So last time, at least when we were all on the call, I mentioned that the book is about nearly 200,000 words, about 300 pages, 350, 60 pages or so. That is if the pages are a full page, like a full normal size page for my trim size of the book that I'm doing, uh, which is similar to like, like Atomic Habits, for example, um, like that trim size. I would, I would pull it out, but it's kind of far. Nevertheless, it is about 600 pages. So it's like Harry Potter level uh, <laughs> size. And um, I, I, I can appreciate now why after talking to Leon, it's almost like two books. Or it basically is two books. Part one, it's, part two? I, I've really <laughs> thought about that. Um, so you, I'll, I'll explain it first. So book one is pretty much how do you become valuable in a marketplace? Or how do you become valuable in esports? How do you build a personal brand? How do you build that personal exposure? How do you start building relationships? How do you get into an esport? Um, volunteering positions? Like all of that is basically book one. And also sharing a little bit of theory of the esport industry. And then book two is all about how do you if you're ready to get a job, what are the things, what are the different ways, uh, all the different ways you can break into esports. And then I go and break that into depth. And then I also tell you about what, what do you do at the end of that journey? What do you do when you're moving into an organization, right? So it's basically two separate books. Uh, and yeah, Leon, Leon was also mentioning, and I talked to a few other people, they're also mentioning the same thing. It would make sense to break them up. It's just I cannot get myself to do that because I strongly believe the people that will pick up the book um, are also the type of people that would significantly benefit off of learning about um, building their portfolio, about learning about the positioning, about their how to use their social platforms uh, correctly, like all that content and stuff, um, I think is super valuable for those individuals. And I also wrote this book for myself four years in the past. And I know if I was going to read a book, if I was going to read How to Get a Job, that book would have been useless to me. Um, like, how do I secure a position? Because I would have assumed that I was ready because I was running all these tournaments. But like I talk about in the mini boss chapter, I was lying to myself. I was running these same small tournaments over and over and over again to make myself believe that I was actually making progress. But in reality, I was learning nothing. My skill, my value was very low, my actual value and my perceived value, which like what my platform, my presence, my titles, my achievements were, was also very low. Like I would not get a job, but I wouldn't have known that if I like if I didn't, if I got the book that only told me how to get a job. I wouldn't have known that by two years in into my journey. So I think that's very important to also keep. So that is why I'm going to keep it together, but I'm very much in the end game. I'm just going to launch it out. It's going to be a thick book. I can't even get a hardcover, unfortunately. Um, it was super because Amazon actually recently launched out hardcovers for KDP. So I was super excited to get a hardcover. I told a bunch of people. I got their addresses. Um, I, I'm not going to leak them here. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Actually, I got your guys' addresses too. <gasps> uh oh. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I was so excited. I was like, I'm going to give you guys a hardcover. It's the same printing cost as a paperback, anyways, but it's just so much nicer. Well, it's slightly more expensive, but. And now I'm going to have to be like, hey, yeah, I'm sorry. By the way, the book is super long, and also it's going to be a paperback. But I, I think the book is still going to be pretty awesome. Leon has read it, so I think uh, Leon can attest to uh, its awesomeness. And I don't think it's overly fluffy. It's def There's definitely fluff in terms of the buildup and the excitement and the gamer-related um, stuff that I kind of throw in there. But I think for the most part, it's pretty much content-oriented theory and then execution advice. Yeah, Which, I, I really do think it's it's a really good book. I, I And I, I told him this. I think that. it's going to be a good that. book for um, 
even people like not interested in esports that are still trying to like figure out how to like professionally develop themselves and what to do to get into a field. Gotcha. I'm, I'm excited to excited to see it. Yeah. Well, hopefully people read it. Um, I'm also something I realized I actually had a call with someone earlier today that kind of hit me um, because the past two days I was trying to edit like the last few chapters and I spent all of yesterday, like it was like, pretty much eight hours and yesterday was christmas too and i was working but i spent eight hours editing this one chapter all day and because i, I was reading through and i was like i can tweak the sentence i can change the structure and every sentence i was basically doing that and i also had grammarly basically highlighting the entire book and saying change this change this change this and then i realized i need to actually just read through it and make sure when i'm reading it that i understand it as if i didn't know the content and i'm enjoying it like i want to keep reading and that's yeah. something that hit me it does she she told me the person that I spoke to this morning said it doesn't matter how long the book is she's read sixty page books that she never went through because it was so confusing it was boring and she went through super long books that she just burnt through in a few days because it was enjoyable so I need to make sure that it is something people want to read um, so that is that is the goal now but but yeah that's get oh, it out there yeah. 100% handling it on the streets going house to house. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I can't wait. I think it's going to be super exciting. I think it's going to give me some great leverage and I'm curious how I can use that to try to position myself differently uh in 20 early in Q1 of 2022. But nevertheless, um and actually I should be able to get bestseller. I've actually done a fair bit of looking into it and I should be able to leverage this server and this server alone should do me justice. Although I'll use my contacts outside as well. And that's going to be pretty easy to have a fluffy, in the book I explained it, a fluffy um, perceived value item because I really didn't, because it doesn't mean anything, but people, when they hear that, they're like, okay, this is cool. It must mean something, but it doesn't. But yeah. It means I mean, a lot of hard work and dedication is what it means. Actually, uh, it's very easy to get a bestseller if you, um, if you play, if you game the system, essentially. Because the way Amazon, Amazon's best, even New York, um, New York Times, I was actually reading a few articles. It is just relationship based and they don't do self-published, they do published. But um, it is very, like the system can be gamed very much. So I was I'm, more meaning just writing a book. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's, but at the same time. A very impressive thing. The book could be 10 pages. If I, if I go to a networking event and say, hey, I wrote this book on this subject, it could have been, you know, some BS. 10 page empty pages sort of thing so that's still a fluffy perceived value title I talk about that in the book too <laughs> sorry i'm going off but i appreciate that i know what you mean uh, so I, I appreciate the compliment um i'm super happy about that nevertheless in terms of the actual business stuff because that's what i need to focus on something i've come to learn uh and i was talking to leon about this where the small wins kind of came into play is that something i realized from this book is that and even retrospecting on all the other business ventures I've worked on so far. Um, so like I've worked on a number of things that failed that I never finished. I worked on a, a lot of cool stuff. I never finished a lot of them, like a lot of them. So like I started up my first nonprofit corporation that we, we didn't even incorporate. Within that, we had a VR tournament that didn't run. We had a, um, you know, some really big GTA LOL tournament that didn't run. We had an in-person hackathon that was supposed to be 24 hours. We had a few thousand dollars locked up for that that didn't finish um you know stuff at college as well i really didn't end up finishing my second business we ended up not even launching our mvp and back to back i keep thinking about these failures and like what was consistent well a lot of it was lack of 
understanding. And I think reading has covered a lot of what I failed to understand about business earlier. But a big part is scope. The scope is way too big. So relating that to my current business, I think the better play that I have is not to launch the bootcamp as a bootcamp. I think what I need to do is I need to focus on building out the blog, building out the stuff on the Discord and leveraging this as a way to build the small pieces that will lead into the bootcamp. So the bootcamp will be the end goal, but I need to get those small wins, the small pieces, build um, build them, execute them, you know, ship them out, get feedback, build upon them, um, and then just keep doing that again and again. So I think I'm going to pretty much shift most of my plan for 2022, even though I haven't started 2022 planning because I'm still working on this book, which sucks. But um. <laughs> But yeah, I think 100%, I'm going to double down on the blogging again. So I think my first next month is going to be very blog heavy, um, as well as running a bunch of events on the server, like a bunch. In fact, speaking of events, I was speaking to the guy that's joining us or joining Esport How in terms of building stuff out. And he's very excited on working like nearly part-time hours, he was mentioning, just to do a bunch of stuff and yeah, he's great. We've had long conversations. He's an awesome guy. And um, I think I think together we can actually do a lot of cool events. And we are having some really, really cool ideas in terms of what we could do and even set up it in a way where other people can share their own stuff as a way to build a portfolio. But I think eSport How really needs... I want to niche very, very specifically to helping people get a job and break into the industry um, on the career side. So that is what we're looking to do. And it's I, I think it's very exciting. We had a great conversation on that realm. Yeah, but I, I think that's all right. I enjoyed the, the last networking night. I'd be happy to come to all of them that I'm available to. Yeah, I, maybe I forgot, but I actually don't remember having a ton of warning beforehand. Because I saw it was happening this last one a week ago some something in the, along the lines of that yeah something along the lines um, of that. and i was thinking oh i'd like to make it to that but i already had plans that i was going to during that time um but yeah i'd like to make it to one just not because okay well that sounds arrogant i was about to say not because i need networking i mean everyone <laughs> needs networking um i'm just plenty busy and full with the networking mm -hmm. i have yeah. now um but I'd, it'd just be fun and interesting to go to because i don't think i've made it to any Actually, no, I made it oh, to yeah. that one that nobody came to, right? Did you? Yeah. I feel like we we started this mastermind through the first or the second networking event. So were you not there? I find that hard to believe. I feel like I've only made it to one. And I remember one where it was like just us that showed up, I'm pretty sure. Like it was kind of <laughs> it's kind of a disaster. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that one? That that's the only one I remember, but maybe my I don't have the best memory. So. I do remember that one. Okay. Yeah, that was that was funny. I definitely remember that. But maybe I made it to more and I just don't remember it. Yeah, no, it's... Yeah, the, we're going to start doing those monthly because the overhead, the time to put, put those together is super easy. But uh, he's going to be focusing very much on the marketing side. Like he's going to do a bunch of stuff on Reddit, eFuse, um you know, on other social media platforms and we're going to get video contents, not of those networking events, but like other stuff. And we're going to start pushing that out as well as now that I've wrote this book and I have so much theory in the book and so much practical stuff that I'd, I can literally run a workshop or a like a seminar speak thing, whatever, every month as well, just very easily talking about 
a specific segment of the book and going in depth and just explaining it. Um, and I think that would be a great value add as well. So there's a ton of stuff. And I'm very, I think now that I've been able to work, I'm able to work a lot better than I once was able to. Uh, I think a large part of that was actually focus flocks. I know I keep mentioning them. Speaking of which, though, I actually ended up, uh, they had some gift cards um, deal this at the end of this year. So I bought all, both of you guys a gift card to focus flocks. Your, <laughs> we, your dream. We've, we've been sold. We, uh, we, did, we, we get the gift card and then yeah. we have to stay on the subscription service. Uh, no, you don't have to put any credit cards or, <laughs> or anything. So I just give you the gift card. It's free. You just join for a month. If you like it, you continue. If you don't, uh, then you can tell me. I'll stop bringing it up on the mastermind. <laughs> we hate it, Ezer. We hate it. No, no I'll uh, definitely give it a try, especially since I'm I'm doing Pomodoro and stuff. So, Yeah, it's, it's pretty much Pomodoro, except they do 50 minutes instead of 25. That's the difference. But yeah, I love it. It, it is, it's been game changer, game changing for me. I promoted them too many times in the book, in fact, that I need to go back, do a control F, and then remove some of them because I've mentioned them too many times. Um, <laughs> Hashtag sponsored. <laughs> um, let me see. Yeah, there's a lot more in depth I'd like to go and actually ask you guys in terms of the events and stuff. So I will definitely, we'll do that in future calls, just looking at the time. Um, but I think that is the big thing for me is really just that first, the book, hopefully, I mean, it should, it is, it, okay. I'm not going to say if, or think it is in the end game. It is all, it's going to be done before the end of the month. I swear it by my name. Um, and just that mindset, sh mindset shift, because I feel a lot more comfortable trying to get these smaller wins than trying to launch this massive boot camp and have a high likelihood of failure. So um, I'm very, very excited about all that. And I think this is going to be very interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely excited as well. We'll, well I'd see how it goes. We're, we're all, look at us. We're all yeah. growing stuff. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was just about to say this. The end of 2021, each one of us has gotten a new opportunity that we're very excited to talk about coming 2022 at the exact same time. What is the odds? Well, the odds are higher because we're all focused on it and working towards it. Certainly infinitely Fair higher enough. than people who aren't. So, I mean, Fair enough. You know, pat ourselves on the back. <laughs> you too, Leon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. man. Um, I've I got about three more minutes, so I've got to run after that. But uh, so either we can continue on, you guys can continue without me, or we can end it here. I, I'd like to ask. Uh, everyone, like we go in a circle really quickly. What is everyone's main goal for 2022? Like, what is that big thing you want to get done or do or accomplish or see yourself in? Not just because of time. I feel like I need more time to like really think of that. Can we okay. have that for the beginning of next episode? I think that I think that'll be super cool. Okay, I'm gonna write it down before I forget. I need to write that down too. <laughs> or can you just drop it into oh, yeah. the server thing of the channel? Yeah, I'll just at everyone in master. It's just us, right? Yeah, us and um, just do at mastermind members like that is an app that you can use. Oh, okay. That'll actually be the. I hadn't thought of this. That'll be the first uh, episode of the year too. Oh, what? Uh, right there. What exactly was the question? It was what is your biggest goal of twenty twenty two? Um, that's that's what came to mind. But does anyone have a better way to frame it, or they want? That seems ask. fine to me. I think that's all right. Okay. 
because yeah, I need to think about that too now that I <laughs> now that I say it. Because my initial go. goal was to launch an MVP. That was the big goal. But now that I'm switching this mindset. Yeah. Well, Same. Cool. I think, that's, I think that's everything. Unless anyone else has any final remarks. That's it for me. Awesome. Okay. Well, yeah, that will conclude everything. I'll see you guys at the start of 2022. By 2021. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I, I didn't hear what you said. I ruined it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, take care, everyone. Bye, Peace. 2021. See you. <laughs>